right, y'all. Episode five. Here we are. Here we are. Here we are. Um, we're re- we're recording remotely because this is quarantine season. Coronavirus. Shit is real. real. Ah. Yeah, man. We've also bought a machine that does sound drops. Yeah, there you go. Don't forget to tell people about the new machine. Corona, Corona, Corona. There we go. But yeah, so as is it usual, really just episode five? Corona, it's episode five, man. Yeah, yeah, man. episode five, the Rona. Rona, doing it right. It's like I said, when we hit ten, I'll believe that we're like capable wow. of making we're a real. good podcast yeah it's a real boy i'm a real boy now <laughs> but yeah man as per usual um john jcc harry harry green yeah marcus that's all i got one name <laughs> that's very brazilian of you <laughs> even though you're not brazilian this guy's uh this guy's like seal this guy Marcus. yeah this guy's like tyrus i'm glad i did i'm glad you seal? didn't say madonna <laughs> It doesn't even have a first name. It just says McLovin. What? One name? One name? What, who are you, Seal? I always wondered Seal. whether his real name was Seal or something, because it was like... He's well, not... was that even his real name? It's or just was that Seal. Just... It could just be Seal, but like Seal could just be a fantastic name. Well, yeah, it's like Bono, right? Hell, Bono right? is not... Like, that's he's not he's one name. of a kind because he's endangered. I guess if it's like <laughs> sealing the deal kind of thing, then it's cool. But right. if it's like you know? the animal, then it's just... <laughs> Maybe he's also the first one who has a pee like at a party, so like he always has to break the seal first. Oh man! What about? Oh, I don't. Know. That's not the. Dark. I was gonna say seal of approval or like yeah. seal of authenticity. That's mm. kind of more. There you go. There you go. Uh, I think it's he's sealing a kiss from a rose. Damn! Boom! boom. You know. <laughs> oh dear. So you know, I saw I saw him live accidentally. <laughs> Accidentally, oh my god! So he, he, uh, so I used to work in a theatre, right, in Bournemouth, and mm. um, he took some time off of performing, and then he decided to like organise like a comeback tour in mm-hmm. 2014, and the first show was at this theatre in Bournemouth that, I, and I was working that shift. You know, I'm one of those people that just um, takes the tickets and shows you to your seat, and then I just hang out in the back and get to watch free shows basically. And, Usher. and it was his. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, actually, sure, whatever. Great. Yeah, I guess I guess that's the official job title. And um, do you know? I just got to stop you because you know what's really funny mm-hmm. is where Marcos used to live in Bournemouth is like a two-minute walk, less than oh. that. It's like a forty-five-second walk from the theatre to yeah, his house. So of I course you picked a job <laughs> that was the most easiest route you could do. Like, I don't have to yeah. worry about traffic this man, ever. This man's level of efficiency is so high. <laughs> yeah, I walked 45. You know. I wouldn't be surprised if you worked in the pub downstairs now. <laughs> oh, you know, that was the trick I missed with like getting a bar job that was just right What was the name of that place downstairs? Brass House. Brass House, yeah. That was a Brass, Brass House. Brass and Halston? Yeah, Honestly, it's a little I feel bit. Like if you could find out a way to inhale with both your nose and your mouth, and exhale with both your nose and your mouth, you would do it because you would save half a second. <laughs> if I do <laughs> this over like a lifetime, me. I'll take in twenty you know percent. Well. You know, it's crazy. Anyway, I'm okay. Sorry. Okay, wait. Seal. Funny story, right? Yeah. So you guys are talking about that. So while you were messing with the sound. I, I was using my Mac to do something and one of my apps popped up. One of the apps that saves me time popped mm. up <laughs> and, and it asked for a review 
And I was like, yeah, I've got a minute. These guys are messing around with the sound. And I just say, I just wrote a, a review for the, a, a Mac app about how much time it has saved me. Yeah. And I explained how and gave it a five-star review. Speaking of efficiency, I was just a moment ago <laughs> talking about a tool. And what it does is it helps me snap windows to a certain size. So I'm never messing around dragging, resizing windows ever. Like I just, right. it snaps them to either full screen or half the screen. And it does it with keyboard shortcuts. And I've used it for like probably five years now. And I, I was trying to think in my head how much time that must have saved. You and know what's me. funny is I'm working from home and every day I have to go into my settings when I log into the network online and yeah. readjust my screen size and also ah, like get it. rid of a bunch of windows by terminating them in an actual like um, processing box rather than just closing them. And it takes me what? a good like two minutes every time I start up. Oh, damn. there we go. It'd be like Marcus's nightmare. Oh, <laughs> if you yeah. saw me doing it, he'd be like, just "Can I please you? just uh, do something here?" <laughs> hey, I'll, no, that's 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 forty minutes a month, there and then yeah, adds oh, up. Man, this guy. <laughs> anyway, your seal concert. Oh yeah. So anyway, it turned out that was his first show of the tour so he hadn't quite dialed it in he hadn't yeah. performed for a while so it was a bit ropey and it was a sit-down theater so you know he's used to like he was popular in what late 90s yeah. right so unfortunately his crowd was now quite a bit further along and with <laughs> you know quite a bit you know kids are on their way out of school maybe or like they're you know they're whatever or they're they're midway through high school or whatever and and um he uh he tried to do he's you know he's a nice enough guy on stage and everything but he tried to do this little stunt where in the middle of one of his like choruses he was going to do this little like dance move where he did that kind of like split kick but you fold one leg so it's not quite a split kick and yeah. come back anyway he completely failed because he was stiff i guess or like not <laughs> as flexible as he remembered so then he like then they kind of stopped the song and he kind of laughed it off and went wait let's start that song again <laughs> like um and uh anyway there's just moments you could tell he yeah it, it was getting back into the groove of like oh right yeah performing's not easy and you can't oh my just like God. he tried to do uh, the splits and then as a result started the whole song again yeah, yeah. Fair the, uh, when you're was, in Bournemouth, you can get away with that. <laughs> well, that was it. I was like, I'm glad this is. Uh, I'm glad you picked a nice small venue for your warm up. Did he tour uh, like all of um, like the UK and stuff? Like even the probably. Stuff? Uh, I don't know. Probably because that's what happens. Is like you know, as artists, like it happens. You know, comedians, musicians, like you know, you hit the road again, right? And then, because you want to—that's where they make the most money, though. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I thought album sales did it, but actually, it's tours. Yeah, they make yeah. so much money from tours. Album sales are just so low. Like Vancouver, nothing, you get like yeah, 10 cents. yeah. It's it's and when now that you don't release actual CDs, it's even worse. Vancouver gets that kind of reputation a bit. I find that with artists that are up and coming, that are just about to sort of break through really big. You know, they've released like one or two albums and then the third one is going to be huge. That's when they will come to Vancouver and at the start they will do a show here. And they're always so surprised that the crowd is so good in Vancouver. Right. Like, oh, Vancouver, you, you, know, you were amazing. I really didn't expect this. And we're like, yeah, 
<laughs> we have people here. <laughs> and then they go down to the states and just spend all of their time in like mm. you know texas and yeah. la and yeah. yeah and then do all their big shows but Ooh. yeah we always get like artists when they're starting their tours if you look at like famous artists now like big artists they don't come to vancouver once they've made it they just stick to the states and yeah some parts of western europe and like toronto and montreal i wonder why they think yeah. it's that bigger leap um, obviously, geographically, it's not a big leap from Seattle, but I wonder if, if from or from some other point of view, like regulation and visa and all the other stuff, it becomes like a, too much of a pain in the ass that Maybe. they just go screw it. Yeah, because there's nowhere else around here, right? It's just Vancouver. Because I feel yeah. like Alberta seems a little bit different than here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then, but then that's why they go to like Toronto because Toronto and New York is pretty close, and then Toronto and Montreal is pretty close. Toronto and Montreal, like they have a pretty similar, I would say, sound. Right. Yeah. Except one of them speaks French. Yeah, because yeah. there's like French trap music and stuff. Coming French out. trap music. French trap music. It's crazy. Is that what it sounds like? Wow. Yeah, completely. I now That's know exactly a little bit more it about it. Like. <laughs> it sounds like music that Tabernac. I can't study to. I can't study. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. There you go. There you go. Nice. You're a racist. French mixtape coming soon. A la mixtape. What? <laughs> That's how they say yes in Montreal, apparently. Wait. Wait. Say again. Because I haven't. Wait. Wait. Because you know that you have we, right? So like the easier way to say it is wait. Like wait. I sound like is a demented a duck. So the you, sound yeah, of you confusion sound like is how you confirm you that you understand. What? So it's the sound of confusion. That's the way you confirm you understand. We. What? We. What? Where? What? Because you say we okay. or what? Yeah. Where? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Some French person is probably going to be like, yo, bro, you're still butchering the shit. Sacre bleu. Sacre bleu. Yeah. Uh, um, but yeah, man. All right. So... We're in quarantine. COVID nineteen is mm. in full swing. You know, mm. Marcus is advocate number one for stay the fuck inside. You know. Oh uh, yeah, I've been. I, I got on it pretty early and and took it pretty seriously. That doesn't mean I'm like doing it perfectly, but it. Uh, yeah, it kind of clicked in, and I was like, oh yeah, I see what we have to do here. But right. I saw whatever. something the other day that reminded me of you, but also made me think this is a great idea. I went into Walmart to get um, a computer cable and I saw a, um, well, for Jonathan, a Genesis, but for us, a Sega Mega Drive with all the games put on it. On so the it's shelf. a mini one, right? Yeah, a mini one. Mini one. Nice. With tons of games on it. I was like, ooh, I would love yeah. to buy that. That would have been good. For yeah. those of you who don't know, last episode we did talk about the Genesis and Mega Drive. That's right. Pretty heavily. Marcos went into the nitty gritty about all the hardwares and shit. So you got to listen to the last yep. one. So stop yep. right now and listen to the last one if you haven't. Anyways, so yeah, Walmart. Is that, was that it? Yeah, that was okay. it. I, I remember thinking, oh, this would be a great idea for spending a long time indoors, just going through all the childhood games and getting through them.
but what on have the you topic been doing of games, to keep yourself yeah. busy? Well, so that that's kind of um, an interesting discovery for me is, uh, well, PlayStation. PlayStation has been, I mean, really like, so I, I think I told you guys, right, that like comically, I'm the only person I know that has taken a PlayStation in like, like carry on luggage internationally or whatever oh uh that like i brought it with me it was, it was an essential item to like when i moved to canada i was like not only is it essential it's riding with me in it's not going to leave my wow. uh vicinity and um i yeah and and since then it has just kept delivering like entertainment and value and uh, i've fallen back pretty heavy on it during this time of playstation isolation. four three four yeah four and yeah. um you know, I, I, I play online, you know, in a regular month, but at the moment it's been a really nice way to like stay in touch with certain people. And if you find the right mm -hmm. games to play, you can like chat and have banter mm -hmm. during the games and stuff. What, what's been interesting is um, how difficult it, I found it, uh, or it's, it's not been easy to find an abundance of cool, easy to jump into online multiplayer games. So I thought that that was there was going to be an abundance of stuff. Um, Where's Mario like, Kart when you need it? Yeah, things things that anybody could play, right? Mm -hmm. And and now even the even when I look at the Nintendo Switch, the games that I've seen being played are like they're like this visual clusterfuck of like <laughs> I don't even want to touch it. Like Mario Party and all that other stuff. Um, whenever I watch other people play, it just looks like an absolute mess of. <laughs> explosions on screen where i'm yeah. like yeah. oh what the hell's yeah. going on it's and like, lots of sensory like stimulation oh yeah i just i just can't even keep up with it i don't know what is going on and uh, that makes me sound old but it is if anybody <laughs> actually like looks at the screen for a moment and like yeah. um did you know this is how they recruit um the next wave of soldiers is that like they like get them used to like multiple areas of stimulation on the screen and then they recruit them for the army yeah i mean it would help Illuminati. Illuminati. <laughs> I can't tell how serious you are or are not. Um, I don't know. It makes sense. I'm not, I'm not being serious, but it makes sense. Okay. 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 Well, anyway, I, I was hoping for like some abundance of stuff on the PlayStation. That, but what I have been playing is just a ton of Call of Duty instead. Because which one? There's well the the, the latest the latest Call of Duty. I tend to play um, like team deathmatch, hardcore team deathmatch with with Luke anyway, as our kind of like this is how we spend time once a week is we play on that but that's not for everybody you know because it's 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 a first person shooter it can be quite fast but they've just uh, released a new game mode that's a bit more social basically which is is called warzone and it's a copy of um a social royale warzone. sounds very no, social it's not social social like within your squad not social with the people you're killing but <laughs> uh, <laughs> they should use that as a like recruiting tool for the US army you can socialize with your squad. You all can shoot everyone games. else, but in your squad, you'll have plenty of social experiences. That's what all these video games are. It's like, you don't need your family back home. You have us. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's what we're doing. We, we, we just we, got the code. We're That's real family, Marcus, DJM, 7456. Right? This is why. <laughs> Me Super and Mario Baby Man 24. Trying, trying we love you. kids to become basketball players. That's why 100%. Mario could jump so high or run faster. They want athletes. You didn't know that? I can't tell when John is actually saying a real idea or talking shit. What he meant to um, say was Mario was trying to get people into inspiring. the profession of basketball. 
Well, anyway, Warzone is a copy of Battle Royale where, like, from Fortnite, where, like, 100-plus players get dropped onto one map and then you, like, collect some weapons and and the, 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 the map gets smaller and then you whoever's last squad standing wins. Right. But oh, it's, it's, a, it's a slower... Squad, but not man. Right. But it's a slower-paced game. You've got time. You've got time to, like, explore talk to your squad and like have some banter before there's actually very little actual shooting and engaging um a lot of it's just tactical and survival hmm. anyway i've been doing a lot of that and there's like whatever seven or so players that um that tend to like rotate online that i'll just jump in with but the the thing is that's a that's a game with a high barrier to entry you've got to be good at first person shooters and you've got to enjoy that kind of like game and it's violent and you don't so, be a fucking noob yeah yeah so what what i was hoping for Unless was like a lot pwned. more games oh yeah <laughs> like it's true know. they write p-w-n-e-d okay anyways yeah. okay so what exactly does pwned mean i know it's like... it's literally just a typo because the o is next to the p okay, so okay, people okay. would be saying owned right p-w Okay. N-E-D and that's by what, accident. That's what birthed it. Like, yeah, it, it, exactly. It doesn't. It's not an abbreviation for it. Yeah, no. and I probably first saw it like a, a short uh, eighteen years ago. Nineteen <laughs> years. Ago. Yeah, no, it did so come you can out see it's very really early. Modern. Yeah. Um, anyway, right. So what I was hoping for is like um, what I'm still trying to like collect is a list of like games that people can play online, hopefully multi-platform that are re- that are actually good. That is easy to jump into and when i say easy to jump into it's like non-gamers can play mario kart right they know well what's up. It's they just can a play the n64 version double dash yeah, is way yeah. too easy to get good at and then the wii one also enabled people who are good at it to win all the time n64 mm-hmm. mario kart was one of the best like games we ever played at university yeah because uh, even people like Bianco, who was like, you know, not a gamer, two left thumbs, not at all a gamer. Yeah, she could like come second or third because you'd get blue shelled right on the so edge of the there's a, finish line. There's a category of games. There's a skill in creating games that are entertaining for such a like. And so, just a little recommendation, a little shout out here. Um, the the best multiplayer game, local multiplayer game I've played on the PS4 that everybody should get is um, Overcooked. And overcooked too. What is overcooked? <laughs> like, they're incredible, like perfectly well designed little multiplayer games. So they, they can be played single player, but they're, they're popular and they're multiplayer. But so it's it's cartoony, it's silly, but it's really well done. Like it's not it's not stupid. It's like it's kind of like a, a playful style, and it's about these little cartoonish chefs who have to save the world, ignore the storyline. The storyline there is <laughs> it's, incredible. It's, so the storyline is bullshit. It's just the storyline is there just because something should have a storyline. But what it is is that you're these little chefs that get dropped onto like different kitchens. You you work in restaurants, different crazy restaurants, and um, you get dropped into these small kitchens that belong in restaurants. And orders come in on the top of the screen for different meals, and you have to work together. So if there's two of you or three of you or four of you here like in the same room playing on the console you each have a controller and you're each controlling a chef and you have to work out between you who's going to do what so that these orders go out in time oh my god this is a nightmare game i had to do this for real for three years are you kidding me and i still haven't gotten 
got a lamb out yes, from sir. the red team. Yes, sir. Now it's turning into be a fucking big embarrassment. Yes, sir. And I'm going to kick you out any minute now unless you get me a fucking lamb. Wait, wait, get this point. So naturally, naturally, this weeds out the people who are good at like working together and like team, right. <laughs> you know. Because oh you can't in, just be in, good. You have to be good no. with working as a squad. Right? right. So in China, this game has a, a nickname. They call it Divorce Kitchen. Divorce <laughs> Kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, 100%. Right. Can you imagine right. if like every couple was made to work right. in like a proper kitchen or just play this game yeah. <laughs> because it's, it's just like it you know i didn't so, even work in a high-end pressure kitchen and things got frayed in that place <laughs> at times not much but well enough. okay so so yeah. this game captures it it, it it pardon the pun boils down the the ingredients of like what makes it interesting and challenging to like work right. in a kitchen and they've, they've, they've nailed it. It's really cool. You can pick it up in like under five minutes, like exactly what to do. And everybody just gets it right away. And you all work together. And each level is just four minutes long. And each level is completely different. So the next level, so they start you off simple. You've just got like, you've got to make some salads. It's like, okay, put these salads together on a plate and you've got to deliver it. And then on the next level, you've got to like start washing the dishes that come back. So somebody has to like wash the plates otherwise. <laughs> and then... On the next level, you've got to like start cooking soup. So then there's pots and like there's cooking times and all this other stuff. Uh, but then it starts getting a bit crazy. Like it starts becoming a real video game where stuff starts moving around mystically. So you're like, you're doing the dishes and then suddenly the, the, the entire kitchen gets split into two levels and you have to throw each other stuff. It's like, oh, here's the, here's the onion you need. And like, now I'm washing the dishes. And anyway, it is Not throwing it's the knife, because I feel like throwing the knife would be way more entertaining. No, no, no. It's great. Like, seriously, it's great. And the sequel is great. And it's some of the best, like, um, you know, 10, 10 bucks or whatever that you, you'll spend on. Even even just two players will have an, a, an, a great time. Uh, what's this? That's a... Um, uh, that's available on Switch and PlayStation 4, and it might be available on Xbox. I'm not sure. Cool. Um, awesome. Yeah, it's so, funny. That's cool. Yeah. It's 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 really really good. Um, so that's a, a game that like I think is um, is easily accessible multiplayer, and I I just wanted I want like ten of those games. You know, I want uh -huh. lots of those games, right. and I want a version of that that can be played online. And I'm struggling at the moment with like like let's say us three, right? after this after this uh this podcast we were like oh we should go and play something online like what are our options actually you know like it what beat our meat at pornhub.com he says watching porn and masturbating furiously ah jesus no 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 beat our meat is the game oh and the website's called pornhub.com Okay. I can never tell if he's serious or not. I think he wants to do a, a circle jerk. I'm not really interested. No, 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 a no, 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 no. <laughs> Harry, what we are doing is timing ourselves and seeing who can last longest. <laughs> that is what we're doing. Uh, we're not playing your discussed twisted mind games, okay? I have yeah. to say, you know what you've made me, you've reminded me that I really want to finish the mobile game that I had developed at university. So at university, we had to do a four-week programming project where we had to program a game. That. And I programmed a, what was essentially like a Pac-Man, like two-player game where, right. I mean, you basically had two little Pac-Men. Hold on, hold on. Does that mean it's called Tupac? 
two. Oh, that would be so good. <laughs> Why didn't you think of that? No, but I would get sued by both him and Pac-Man at the same time. So I'd be fucked afterwards. But basically, you have two little characters, two Pac-Man. One was yellow, one was blue. And there was a flat square that you looked at sort of uh, from a three-quarters angle on the screen. And it was populated with the same discs that Pac-Man eats, but they were either blue or yellow. And as the Pac-Man go along, you have to steer them round and eat all of the color that you have and then touch a post at the top of the screen. And the first person to do that wins. But if you thought you were losing, you could touch... If the two Pac-Man touch, the, the Pac-Man who's collected the most uh, like little discs would have all of his discs reset. Oh, so if you thought you were losing, you'd suddenly start chasing the other Pac-Man and they move exactly the same speed. Right. And you'd see people would be going around in circles and you'd never yeah, know at which point you thought you'd won. And I was like, this is actually a surprisingly good game given yeah. that like the yeah. rest of it was just shit graphics. And like right. I barely passed that project. But a lot of other people built like level one of a game that never went anywhere. It yeah, was really yeah, yeah. cool for like one level where there was decent graphics, but then it never finished. Right. Yeah, I was yeah. like, I'm pretty sure I have the most entertaining game of the class, but it's just right. not very well made. Right. right. But it, it would be a perfect mobile game, especially right. if you had four player yeah. and the people are like ganging up on someone. Yeah. Honestly, this sounds I like, like the perfect like hybrid between like a Bomberman and Pac-Man. It's exactly exactly like it. Yeah. Exactly like it. Like it's exactly like N sixty four Bomberman, but Pac-Man. Do you remember N sixty four Bomberman? No, I don't. It's, oh, it's it was a game so that I never good. really interacted. It was so with. good. It was like um, it's like playing like a platform beat 'em up, except imagine if the camera was a bit higher, so you have more of a three D view. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you can move in depth as well as like uh, side to side. And um, I guess in N64 Bomberman, you're just throwing bombs at each other. But in this version, you would be trying to collect as many little coins or whatever it is in your own color as possible before touching a post. And, you know, you keep a game that simple, like Ninja Fruit went crazy and it was just literally cutting fruit up from the screen. Well, my idea yeah, was nice. where you keep it that simple and Super cool. see where it goes. Yeah, but that's, how, just, that's how things go viral, though. Right? I know, like, and I feel possible. like the apps out there may just help me make it anyway. Like, I feel like I don't have to do any like actual coding. Well, now but we'll see uh, what it's it, like. it just gets it gets better and better because now, um, so Apple has its own like coding language now called Swift that is like seriously good for it. It has it's like a a magnitude easier for um for coding some of this stuff in and um you're just that much closer to you know if you if you were going to dive into it it's now 10 times easier than it was just a few years ago it's pretty cool and uh yeah uh, yeah i think you should dig that up and uh fire up the only thing is um control wise it sounds like buttons would be best well that's the thing so when i did it on the computer I used WASD as one controller and then the arrows for the second controller. So you could play it on the computer together, but Mm -hmm. then mobile-wise, you just invite, you know, 
another person to play. No, but I mean, just in, even if you take the multiplayer part out, out of it, like, is it something that controls best with buttons, like physical buttons versus like a touchscreen, right? But anyway, another that's something to get into when. Um, oh, I see. So yeah, because you'd have yeah. to use a touchscreen. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, something yeah. Something maybe it would involve having a circle as as the kind of directional control. So you're yeah. using it yeah. effectively like a joystick, and then you have to steer it round. Yeah. You know, by well, moving I think your you thumb within the dust circle. That one off and, uh, mm. yeah. I think you should dust that one off. Um, I know. I need. Yeah, to, I cool. need to just make it because I still haven't seen something like it. And it's just yeah. literally like a first to the post silly game. Yeah. But you know, you yeah. if you charge, I don't know, one dollar for it or something, and then a thousand people buy it. Yep. You know, it's not not bad. Yeah. Nice. Um, yeah. So, but so my yes. If you if you come across any games that can be played online that are multiplayer that are quite bite size so quite easy to jump into like i'm really interested i want to i want to get a list hmm? steam yeah steam steam's i mean steam's there for, right? like... yeah and and also you know even sometimes just having to install steam is you know a little bit of a barrier but it's not the end of the world mm -hmm. but yeah um uh, but yeah mario kart is there some kind of like mario kart n64 that doesn't require an n64 <laughs> Uh, I swear no, by I this game, man. Just another Mario Kart? Yeah. I don't know. Stefan Kart? I don't know. Greatness. It's another one. It's Why you see the bottle? Like so you create yourself. My brother cool down, no they worry about tomorrow. Now one life that we get, nobody wear the bottle. Hey, I want drink up, drink up, drink up, drink up, bro. Call of them guys, make them come out, drink up, eh. I want drink up, drink up, drink up, drink up, bro. I want to pick your Marcos intuition here. What do you okay. think is going to change once this COVID situation has died down? Like, what do you what, what do you think? Okay. What do you think is going to stay in place, or like, how do you feel like? Okay. I've got, uh, yeah, I've got, I'm forming some opinions about that. Some of it is informed, like other people have pointed this out and I'm like, oh yeah, that's actually, that makes sense. And, and other stuff is just me just looking out the window and thinking about it. So I've been working remotely for probably two and a half years now. So I'm used to, this is not new to me, like being at home and working. So that's okay. But I think evidently, um, I think, uh, several hundred million people around the world are about to work or are, are working out right now that they can do quite a lot of their job remotely. Mm -hmm. And so it, we just lost audio. Come on, Marcos, get back in the game. We miss you, bro. Be back, baby. <laughs> oh, what happened? 
There we go. Sorry, there was someone at the door, so I had to go. Oh, um, oh someone. Oh, yeah, someone. Yeah. Yeah. Fresh yeah. pizza delivery. Something smells um, oh, wet. pizza delivery. God damn. Okay, so, yes, Was people. So, with their delivery? So, I don't have uh, any We were about to have a me. serious conversation <laughs> about the repercussions of COVID-19. COVID, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, just a couple of observations. Yeah, remote work. Remote uh, work, Lots of people yes. are. So I'm working you're... remotely. You're working remotely. Yeah. Jonathan, I was, was, working, I was remotely. working remotely, but I'm a part of the layoffs um, due to COVID-19. So, ah, so yeah, yeah, we'll get to that. You're speaking next, I guess, about yes, all, all that experience. Uh, what I was going to say was, um, whatever your opinion was about remote working a few months ago is now is, is now invalid, and you're going to form a new opinion because you're forced to. And mm-hmm. also, from a from the perspective of people running companies, if they were resistant to remote working, now everybody's like going to have to reevaluate no matter how hard the stance you had. So I think that's going to have a pretty big change. Mm. Um, I hope and, so uh, and I think also just um, this is forcing everybody to recalibrate about, how, you know, their like um, time alone and time uh, at home without other distractions and stuff. I think psychologically that's going to have an interesting effect. There are a lot of busy people that were busy doing a lot of stuff and running clubs and, uh, doing, you know, organizing things and, you know, kind of just being very, very busy. And like, this is kind of forcing everybody to like take a time out. And I'm going to, I'm curious what the knock on effect is going to be of that. I think on the downside, I think there's going to be a, a lot of people uh, and a lot of services and a lot of companies and a lot of businesses and things like that, that uh, we're going to discover just weren't very necessary, really. Right. And like, that's, that's going to be like what's pe- the example people... of one um so that's a good question i don't know i mean yeah it's a good it's a good question but um... what do you think's gonna do you think nightclubs well are gonna okay change? i'll give you i'll give you an example right so like uh i think anything related anything that's a catalyst for people hooking up is going to come back right of course so, because that's just human we're nature, all pe- no and we're also all pent up like we're if you you know <laughs> if you thought that you couldn't live without you know your um sort of uh fortnightly visit to your chiropractor or something right fortnite. then this so, period might fortnite reveal that hmm? fortnite not the game oh yeah not the game <sighs> Not, not the game. <laughs> we just got. We just had to be specific because Fortnite is not in to people's typical Rolodex awards. Oh, really? Is that a British Fortnite? thing? Yeah, Fortnite, yeah, yeah, it's super British. Wait, so you guys have no idea why? Okay, all right. So, okay. I mean, some people um, do use it because. Okay, okay. So once a month trip to the chiropractor. Okay, let's let's change the parameters a little bit. And uh, so, anyway, so you might find that actually you you were okay after six weeks without seeing your chiropractor every two mm-hmm. weeks, right? That's a bit of a, an issue for your chiropractor. Um, sure. So anyway, there's going to be a bunch of, there, there's going to be a bunch of people who are going to have to reinvest, uh, reinvent what, what, what value they can bring to society. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what that's going to be. Yeah. It's not going to be nice, whatever right. it is. It's going to take you, a while. Have you, have you, have you, um, I guess because you've worked remotely before, you're not, in this kind of position, but I do wonder whether some people will look at their jobs as a result of working remotely and think, 
huh, I'm seeing this from a different angle. Yeah. Yeah. And oh, yeah. that means that they'll actually dislike or like their jobs more. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, just take, just think for a moment, like, I think some people probably have a, like a job that they consider actually a job that they don't actually like, but they like going into work and mm -hmm. they like the people they work with, mm -hmm. but they don't actually like their job. Mm -hmm. So I think there's going to be a bunch of people that are going to be like that, where they're like, now that I'm not getting the benefits of going into work and the interaction and the people I work with, right. I don't actually like my job. Right. And then there's the other way around which is like, oh, you know what? It turns out the thing I hated about my job was going into work <laughs> and interacting with all these people. My actual job is fine. Yeah, so yeah. I think that's going to swing both ways. That's going to yeah, be pretty interesting. Yeah. I think we're, um, we're transitioning to this, this place of, um, I don't know, lack of a better expression, like fundamentalism, where we're actually like thinking about mm. what is the fundamentals? What are the things yeah. that we really, really need? You know? And when you boil everything paper. down, shit doesn't have to be so I, super complicated. Well, he just said shit, so maybe toilet paper is what we need honestly though like i survived a little bit without toilet paper like i was like, just oh, right. washing my ass like old school that's brave of you and, to admit. and the only reason why like i didn't keep doing it was because like yo one it, it's more time consuming right so it's very anti-marcos but two also like i had to lotion my butt all the time yeah right, right. because you're constantly like but it's interesting because it. i feel like toilet paper is really dry and abrasive in comparison to water yeah, but like when you put water on yourself, it strips the moisture. Oh, yeah, I think that's the problem is that, yeah, that interaction. Yeah, the, so like, like it so, washes, so it was yeah. like a double whammy. But on the on the flip side, I did feel a hell of a lot cleaner, though. Yeah, yeah, right. Well, thanks for all of that. Uh, yeah, I think that's very useful to some of the, the what you just said. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not messing. I'm not. Um, Keep your so business anyway, clean, everybody. So, it, it's it's great for yourself and everyone around you. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Well, yeah. Anyway, I think yeah. There's there's that. That that's some of my observations. What about you guys? That's that's what I. Some I kind of miss the commute in a way. Mm. There's something nice about having half an hour to myself on the mm. way to work and the way back. Currently, because. It's hard for everyone to use all the licenses we need at work. We have to do split shifts. So I do seven to three, and then someone else takes over my computer right, between right. three to 11. And um, I roll straight into being a parent for, well, I was for the first couple of weeks, rolling straight into parenting for four hours straight after an eight-hour day. With, yeah. And without that half-an-hour commute, to just sit down on a bus and listen to music and catch up on messages. Yeah. You're actually just like, Oh my God, like I just leaping yeah. straight into this. Thankfully, like I now have like an hour break in between. Right. So between three and four, I can shower, which is interesting. Right. You know, right. I've not been doing very well at getting up and showering before work. I so I tend to like great showering, roll straight onto the computer from bed. And then yeah, work yeah. right through till three, and then shower, get ready, eat properly, and then look yeah. after my son. Yeah, yeah, that's a, no, that's a good point about the the, the therapeutic, the the little things like like I I, um, I mean I don't ideally I don't really want to drive to work, and I don't want to get onto a packed uh, train or bus, but like a good half an hour, twenty minutes uh, sort of walk to work is actually ideal like i want that part of my yeah. day mm -hmm. i don't have it 
it's when I would get some podcast in, it's when I could, you know, have some calls or like you yeah. said, like, you know, messages, music. Um, and uh, yeah, I don't, I don't have that. And I actually missed that. So when I was working in the UK, um, it was actually a bit brutal, but whatever, like for, for, for one year there before I came out here, uh, twice a week, I was driving between two different cities. And um, so that's, it was a total of like, 10 hours driving time a week, which is not insane for people's commute time. The problem is that it was three hours one morning and then two hours in the afternoon. And then another day of the week, it'll be three hours and two right, hours right. like on either side of a work day. Yeah. And that's a bit, that's not very good. And, um, but what was a nice touch about that is I had loads of time to catch up on my podcasts right. and oh, yeah, any other sure. listening yeah, yeah. or phone calls. Mm -hmm. And that, that really like driving is therapeutic. If you drive an automatic car, that's comfortable. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's true. It's and there's true. also things like, um, you know, there's different freedoms you have. Like I, I notice that I can get up and go to the toilet whenever I want and I don't have to like wait for anyone and it's my toilet and it doesn't stink of the person who was in it before and there's no panel gaps in it. And yeah, right. you, know, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. The toilet yeah. paper is nice. Um, I mean, personally, I've, I've, I, I like working partially from home and then partially like in the office. Um, because I, I find that when I am going to the office, that transition between the two helps me make a hard distinction, like mentally. Yeah. Okay, work is work is to do work. Home is to relax or to do like personal work. Right. right? Um, but when I was working from home, I would literally wake up and my, my brain would just flip straight into just it's work time. Right. And like that wasn't good, really great for my own, my own like mental health and stuff. Um, so, I, so I noticed myself yeah. like waking up and working straight and not coming upstairs until like noon. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I would eat mm -hmm. and that, that's not like a healthy pattern either. Right. Um, and then, you know, there's also that, but then too, it's just like, um, I like having an excuse to get out of the house, you know, like this is my thing with your key. You have to get out of the house. Or you're going to going to be late right but on the flip side it's like okay cool you're also getting like a re regimented thing where you you have to get this fresh air right you have to be mm -hmm. moving and all these things you know mm -hmm. and i think like that's sort of like mandate thing is also really really strong and powerful too so yeah no that's i, I see what you mean like the the um be like so by having to work at a certain location and, and having to commute to it, you're, you're, you're kind of, you have a mandatory amount of movement you have to do that day yeah. just to get, get, and that's, it's kind of like, it's mandatory. You have to like go and So that's, yeah. So that's why my ideal situation is like a half an hour each way type walking commute to an office, because then without any additional effort, I've already done an hour mm -hmm. of walking every mm -hmm. weekday. Mm -hmm you know, without any, any extra thought. And then, so yeah, I, I hear that. Yeah. And um, the, the thing about what you're saying about different spaces of like, so that, uh, so that's kind of what's not so I haven't quite nailed that with my situation at the moment is um, uh, where I work the offset time zone. Um, when I'm working late at night, I do take most of the nights I take calls uh, from work or some clients. 
And I can't really do that in the communal space of my apartment because my voice will travel around. Right. And right. so I have to take those calls in my room. So I end up spending half my work day in my room, which is not ideal because it would be nice to reserve my room only for like non-work yeah, time. I and I know that. what you mean. It's, yeah, it'd yeah. be nice. So yeah. what's nice about, I, I think what's nice about the period I'm about to have is that by having the apartment to myself, I, I might try and uh, sort of enforce that I do all of my work in this little office space yeah. and not allow myself to do any work from my yeah, room anymore. If you, can, if you can. Well, I'll run that experiment and then cool I'll we can check in on it on the next well, episode. You know? um, you know, part, part of this also, you know, just made me kind of think, which is kind of like also taps into kind of our primal state where, you know, like we're nomadic, right? Like we, we want to be moving, right? We want mm. to like chase, you know? And then we also want to have a designated place to like relax, you know? And so it's also a very primal thing at the same time too. Yeah. I noticed that I had like a slightly stressful day at work and the whole, like try not to bring your work stress home thing just flew out the window because you're literally mm -hmm. dealing with the stress of work inside your own house. And not mm -hmm. even that, like I don't have a study, so I'm in on my, dining table so it's in a communal area literally yeah. right and i was like i don't like this at all i don't like having the stress of work quite literally impact my family mm. because like, it's yeah. right here yeah. Yeah. yeah there's no buffer yeah. like no, you're there just isn't. there's no and like buffer. and when man's has to go eat dinner or lunch you know like he's eating and the thing's like right in front of him so it's like he has constant like reminder that's like mm. it's not even in the back of your head anymore it's like right in front of you it yeah. says oh hey right. i'm still here don't forget yeah. you wake up tomorrow morning <laughs> you know and work for me yeah you know what i mean yeah yeah, yeah. well the yeah, other I thing is that. that you know sometimes we work in pretty cool areas like uh jonathan used to work in gastown and that's a cool place right. to go you know right. just to be in like you go out there for lunch and it's like a nice area it's beautiful there's places that you can go and sit down outside you can go get coffees at really nice places and just being in that environment is nice. Yeah. It's nice to kind of take a traveling trip to those places, yeah. a traveling trip. And we can't even be work neighbors anymore. I know. God damn, that would have been so good. You had that whole plan. You had yeah, it all I, planned out. I'm due out to too. go to get to work in Gastown, but I keep getting my contract shifted. So originally I was supposed to start on the 6th of April, then they pushed it, pushed it back to the 20th of April. And now they've pushed it back to the 8th of June. <laughs> So I've got a proper right. gap now, and then I and then Jonathan got laid off, so he's not going to be in Gastown unless he gets yeah. another job there. Yeah, I mean you can always call me though. You yeah, I mean, you never miss me, man. You can always call me. We'll, we'll, you know, we'll, we'll see. Yeah, maybe, maybe. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> that goes to all all of the listeners and shit out there yeah. too. If y'all ever need anybody to call, call me.
like what so what um yeah like roughly what so what happened there i mean obviously every business is impacted yeah, but well, in your case what yeah who are you talking to jonathan to me sorry yeah jonathan yeah yeah um so for me it's just because of like the whole COVID 19 thing um yes exactly yes harry there is a I was very playing tiny a violin, violin for myself because he chose you <laughs> You know, we we have a, a string orchestra upstairs that plays very, every so quietly, every day. Wow. I was your roommate at university for like <laughs> three years. Nice. Um, yeah, so um, I got let go. I work in the like, a hospital. Like when you boil it all down, it's a hospitality. Everything okay. everything in the hospitality industry is tanking. Yeah. You know? Yep. Um, like if Jack you're being stuck at home, like... What 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 do you need to be hospitable for? You know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah and so um, I got hit with it, and that that's pretty much it, man. So okay. I'm just t- taking but it and looking for work. Man. You were applying your skills to hospitality, but actually, you're not a specialist at hospitality, right? No. So you're no. you're, you're marketing and other things, are, right? Right. So I was working in that. Uh, so the the. I see. So, okay. Yeah. Um, okay. I mean, it, it did overlap a lot with me personally um, because from a core fundamental standpoint, because like they do believe in, you know, like uplifting and as well as um, creating like a, re- a relaxing state internally and externally. Um, so with that type of thing, like I, to- I totally firmly believe in it um, and I want to be a part of something like that. Um but that's not really the case anymore because I've already like experienced that, you know? So right now I, I do want to work in, um, I, I guess like it's still within like a purpose-driven field. Um, when well, I field, like I still want to work within like the marketing world, but I, st- but I want to work within like, like, like uh, the purpose-driven sectors, I guess. If I look back and like, was this like a major like, accolade? Um, it was a stepping stone for sure. Right. You know, um, it's not like, it's not career defining but it's definitely career solidifying mm-hmm. if that makes sense yeah that's good. um I see. I see. and yeah so th- that's why i need to like get out there and like and find find the like the next like marketing copywriting but that's gig, that's right? why i think that you're in a good position actually because this may be a blessing in, dis- in disguise because if you do move into a marketing based job which is all online that's gonna protect you from future incidents like this mm. and i'm i'm curious right. to see how many jobs do start to spring up like that where people are saying look i'll do your marketing but i want to market for you as a freelancer for my own company working from home so that i don't lose my base and get let go and i don't well, have the freedom to find other work mm. this happened before there was a boom of freelancers and things after the last recession right. and oh, um, really? it's time for hustle it's time for pe- people people who can hustle are going to hustle and survive and it's time like it's it's it, it calls um it calls for that yeah it, it's what happens when these things happen is people get inventive and um yeah if you've got it in you you have to apply it i now, really so. hope my industry like the VFX industry switches into remote work. I've already had a friend of mine offered a job that they said, we're in Montreal, would you move there? And he said, no. 
and they said, well, would you consider working remotely? Mm. And I was like, oh my God, like if this is how it's going to start, because once you're there, once you're working remotely, you've got way more weight to, I want to do this like as my job. I want to stay remote than if you ask to go remote when you're already working Mm. on site. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It'd be pretty cool to be in a situation where you're asked, where you're working remotely, and then you just switch up on them, saying, "Look, I've produced all this work very efficiently." It's amazing to me as well in my industry how little I actually need to speak to a person to get stuff right. done. Like I, re- right. I, I don't even see other departments in my office. When I was working there, I barely spoke to half the animators. So I'm working with only the animators on only my specific project. And even then, I really only communicate with the technical people who help me get through kind of like technical difficulties and my supervisor and the coordinator. So in all in all, I probably communicate daily with about four or five people. And my company in Vancouver alone was 300. (laughs) So it's really, I mean... If you can figure out a way to make that communication channel efficient and you can get all your work done, yeah, then there's no reason why a bunch of people couldn't do any other profession that way. There you go. Mm. There you go. Yeah, that's... Uh... And internet just keeps getting faster, right? Does it? Well, I mean, how are <laughs> well, you? How are yeah, you? our internet's been cutting <laughs> out. Yeah, our internet's been complete but... doo-doo. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah, going to yeah. say, how are you getting on with you know that that kind of line of work remotely? With uh, I've been kicked off the internet a number of times, but we've just had to manage the amount of devices on each channel, and right. then it's been fine. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Harry, what have you been doing for fun? I don't really know. <laughs> I've honestly fun? been going for that? a walk every night, but. I did my back in shoveling snow, so I have to be quite careful about what I do. Forgot about that. It's getting worse in the hockey rink. I know. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But yeah, my day is honestly seven till three work, one hour to like shower and get dressed. And then it's with my son from four till seven. And then by that time, I usually try and go for like a walk for maybe an hour, Mm -hmm. hour and a half, and then come back, eat, get stuff cleaned up, go to bed. That's Monday to Friday. And then the weekend is split half with my son, half chilling out, going for more walks. You know what I mean? It's not a pattern that I would prefer to stay in. So if I was working remotely, I would not be okay with working from 7am till Mm. 3pm. Like those hours don't work with my son's nap times it doesn't make sense there's no break Mm -hmm. you know there's no lunch hour i can't go to the gym early i would actually if i was working remotely prefer to do 10 to about six and then skip the lunch hour maybe or do Mm -hmm. like flexi hours where i go and pick up my son from daycare and then bring him back if you know we start daycares again (laughs) yeah um yeah, but I can definitely see how working remotely from home as a parent would be amazing, especially if your children are in daycare or at school, because mm. you can have the freedom to just pick up, go and get them, however long it takes. It might take you half an hour in total to do, 
to drop off your kids and then pick them yep. up. That so whole that whole that thing time. has been huh? long over. That whole thing has been long overdue. Yeah. A, a rethink, you know. Um, it, it again, it's people's risk aversion, but it's clearly broken. That you know, schools run from this time to this time. Daycare runs from this time to this time. Work runs this time. Banks are open. At, like you, you look at all the like schedules, and like clearly. It's, it's just no. It's no good. It's no good. Yeah, like yeah. anybody can see, it. it's just no good. Like and nobody's, yeah. like, really taking a lead on like disrupting. I mean, I say nobody. There might be a country out there that has done a really good job of disrupting Germany. that and and kind of, yeah. So I spoke to a German colleague of mine who said that when she was working in Germany, she dropped off her kids at daycare in the morning or like kindergarten. She would go to work. They would finish kindergarten, then go to like an after. They would get taken by the kindergarten to the after school program. Again, yep. it was free from the government, mm. and they would be in the after school program until she picked them up after work at like five thirty. Wow. Okay. Well, I mean, yeah, that's yeah, that's that's fine. Um, if I mean that makes sense. I think after school programs like that, the, changing the kids' schedule to match the parents' schedule makes a bit more sense than having the work interrupted. But um, if for some reason that wasn't possible, I think work should be a bit more flexible to oh, 100%. Um, you know parents and things. hundred percent. Like, I, I would love it if my job said, "Okay, Harry, between three o'clock and five, you can go home." pick up your kid from daycare and then take them back and then you can come back into work for like a couple of hours, two hours yeah. or you can do the last few hours of your work at seven after your child's gone to sleep and you can work from seven till nine. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'd even like just flip some of the numbers around. I mean, like if it saves you, if you like, depending on how much daycare costs, do you end up breaking even by just finishing work early every day and going and getting your kid versus working more to earn more to pay for daycare longer every day? No. So you know, I, when I work there. overtime or when I'm working, I would pay, I'm paying my babysitter or daycare less per hour than I make. So it, it's okay, always, but that, that it always be... makes more financial yeah. sense to work as many hours as possible and pay the extra in babysitting charges because I will make more money overall. Okay. But you don't see your child. Yeah. So also, like, it, you have there's a margin there. Like there's yeah. there's a there's, there's still a calculation there where you need to be making enough, like more enough that it yeah, like it makes sense that you're not seeing your your child as much, and also, um, I think Harry, just you know, you're you're getting yourself into a different. Mm-hmm. I think um, with Harry, it's just like not everybody is in that financial position, right? They, well, they, there's they, people they who, that, you right? know, but they, yeah. but they need to get a babysitter. Yeah. Right. And then they pay off the babysitter and then they came home with like, sense. well, we had this exact situation at home. So before our son went into daycare, we were paying babysitters $20 an hour. And at the right. time, his mum earned $26 an hour. And obviously right. we shared a daycare cost, but if she had been by herself paying a babysitter, she would have effectively been earning $6 an hour 
in order to pay which, babysitters, which is crazy. Yeah, which it doesn't it doesn't and work because you're you're paying when... taxes and you're also the more you work, the more you're climbing into different tax categories as well. So there yeah. there really is a calculation there where eventually it really doesn't like you could do the sums and it might turn out that over the course of a year, um, you working more to pay for your babysitter only equates to an extra grand a year. Yeah. in your pocket you know there is a sum there where you're like what the hell <laughs> actually right. screw it i'm just going to work less but as long as businesses are anyway as long as businesses are more flexible to that kind of stuff i think anyway, personally, um, the way that they should yeah. do it in my industry is they should offer you a chance to catch up on the weekend because if you right. think about it like working from nine to three takes away three hours five days a week um but actually it's only yeah, no, it's three hours, five days a week, but you could work your lunch hour. So you could just, you, that could be two hours, five days a week. That's a 10 hour day. Can you catch up with five hours work mm -hmm. or 10 hours work on a Saturday and five hours work? Do, do Does a working week have to be 40 hours? Like, I don't know why they always insist on having a 40 hour week. Why is it not 36? Uh, yeah. It's just all yeah, those I think that that that, like, that stuff's yeah. that stuff's Are people rigid. really more efficient on a thirty-six hour week than a forty-hour mm. week? And they probably are. No. Like I think well, if you work the, a thirty-six hour week, you might be just as efficient as you are. Isn't there somewhere else in Europe as well too that um, only has like a four-day work week? There's there's countries trying this stuff. Uh, Microsoft in Japan tried it and it worked well to yeah. drop down to a four-day week. There's there's experiments running and these are the early days, but the results point to that if you manage it correctly, yeah, people are more productive. And yeah. but there, there's a bit there's a few more factors like the, the the employees need to understand that the only reason you're getting a four day week is on the basis that the productivity doesn't drop. Right. So it requires a buy in that's like, yes, you're getting less hours, but we expect you to be more focused during those hours. And I think smart companies there's no law that says you have to like work four days a week um so it's it's um like it's up to companies to be brave enough to go you know what i think we can get all our work done in that time and like for, for people to like be be brave enough to take that step and um well it's funny yeah, because it's the 40 hour work week from what i can remember i mean maybe people will google this and prove me wrong but during the industrial revolution there was an experiment by one of the many competitive people in you know who had factories there in england and they decided to set the maximum amount of hours that people could work at 60 hours and they found that productivity in their factories went up so they reduced it to 50 hours to try right. another experiment and it went up again and they're like how is right. this possible how can we make people work 10 hours less a week and see more product being made it's because they right. weren't burning out. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. People Makes sense. People inadvertently stretch the work they have out over a longer time period when they're given way more time yeah. to do it. And they went down to 40 yeah. hours and it went up again. So that's why we had the 40-hour work week was because it got reduced from 60 through random experimentation that led to a higher productivity. But people oh. have, have not mm -hmm. been prepared to take the next leap. Okay, check it out. All right, so it is from... Um, the Ford Motor Company. Um, so not the Industrial yeah, Revolution. Um, all right. 
I'm going to read this paragraph. Eight-hour days became rallying cries in the latter half of the 19th century as workers in building trades and similar industries marched together for better conditions. The Ford Motor Company advanced the idea in 1914 when it scaled back from a 48-hour um, to a 40-hour work week after founder Henry Ford believed that too many hours were bad for workers' productivity. Mm. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. That's interesting. But cause... that was 100 years ago. Yeah, but yep. the Industrial Revolution was earlier. So, yeah. we'll have to check that out. Yes, maybe. But the Industrial Revolution was. Scaled it back to 50. Maybe. And then yeah. it got scaled back again to 40 yeah. by, by. Well, yeah, 40. the Industrial Revolution was. Oh, Jesus. Where, I mean, what it are we was talking crazy. About? They had anyway. families <laughs> working in factories <laughs> and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 But, anyway, so Harry um, takes long walks um, with the sunset, and that's how you enjoy your life. Mm-hmm. Mm. Play the violin. And the so, John, how are you? Are you? I think I've talked about my video gaming. Um, yeah, we talked about video gaming. <laughs> so um, what? What about any anything else about your relaxation? My relaxation. Your schedule. Um, I, honestly, I find it the most relaxing when I'm when I'm busy. Mm. Yeah, yeah, but it's cool because now I'm able to focus on things that like I've had on the back burner for a very long time. Um, so one of my buddies, he helps run like a Muay Thai, um, like website and page. And he's, he's asked me, um, for help doing some content, um, in the past. I said, yeah, but now I'm taking a very active approach to it because I don't actually have like the work, um, this draining me. Yep. So I'm running, um, a little blog piece every week now. So that's the thing. Um, you know, I'm obviously applying for work. Um, I'm doing my own writing. Um, I'm fiddling around with with Adobe Suite a lot more than I did before. Um, so I want to become like extremely um, uh, competent, competent. In it. extremely competent. Um, and then what else? What else? What else? Yeah, and then my my, my usual like writing and stuff. Um, I mean, with everything being shut down, like my singing classes has obviously um, been derailed. Um, I'm still doing like a lot of like my own personal training though. So like we have a balcony upstairs and I'm like, I'm still like training, like shaking, shaking the foundations. Yeah. Yeah. Three, four times a week. I'm still training in my Muay Thai and, um, you know, even like nighttime runs and stuff like that. Cause you know, your boy still has to do his moral obligation to be an outstanding citizen and got to stay away from people. So I literally only go leave the house either at nighttime. Cause I know it's safer. Um, and then and one, and one time during the day because of grocery shopping. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's literally it. Um, yeah. but yeah, the nighttime runs are dope though. Cause so I didn't realize like all these other like nooks and crannies and stuff. And, um, yeah. Is there a lot of other people running at that time? No, no, no. Yeah. I just, you just remind me, um, cause like you sold your car some time ago and, um, I've been thinking about like I, I i miss driving and i miss having a car generally but like right now oh. i miss it extra it'd be because... nice to go for a drive and do some like stargazing on your own and stuff at the beach but you have a car i do but the issue is that the beaches are closed you know a lot of the time you turn up there'll be some officer on a quad bike telling you to go home and right mm. now, I think they'd be even stricter about it. I've seen cop cars patrolling the edge of parks now, mm. trying to make people. But during the day, yeah. Right? Not, oh no, no, no. Go to the beach or... during at night. Mm. But yeah. they, they're, they're on quad bikes at night. 
They'll come oh, around right. to make yeah. sure everyone I mean, goes home when it's closed. Yeah, like, that was one of my favorite things to do when I was back in Ontario. I still had my, my whip and stuff. Um, it was, like, my favorite thing was, like, just driving out to, like, the most... No, we meant your car, not your S&M gear. Well, that too. You know, they, they, they came together. They always came together. Ride or die, motherfucker. Um, nah, man. But it was always just, like, <laughs> driving out to, like, these random remote places and just, like, stargazing. Or just, like, going on, like... You know, these, these random hikes, like, by myself. So, like, I was always doing things by myself. So, like, right now, yeah. it definitely would be, like, the coolest thing. But, you know, man has to adapt with the times. Oh, yeah. You can always, yeah, yeah. you know, use our car if you... Can I? I'm pretty sure you could. <laughs> Just pay for gas. Promise not to break. Hey, it's recorded. That means he, he officially offered it to you. All right, so. cool. there we go. You know, oh, actually, I, uh, you, you have the freedom to adjust um, your your time you know, your time zones like I have. And um, so, you know, these guys go to bed early, right? So if, if car sharing is an option and you're up for like staying a couple, uh, staying up a little bit later to like 1 a.m. or whatever, you know, that offset means you can have a lot of time to yourself and you can uh, like little things like that that I, I, I don't know. I feel like some sometimes people miss that. Like I, I, I get by working a different time zone, like, you know, it's no, it's no bother to me to go out walking at night and stuff because I'm already up late anyway. So it's mm. nice. It's nice yeah. that I'm not fighting for the same time as everybody else. Right. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Mm. So. All right. Well, I don't know. Where are we at? How are we doing? We are at one hour and 21 minutes. Nice. 15 minutes. 15 minutes. 15 minutes. <laughs> Harry's tired. <laughs> yeah, I should probably go to sleep. Um, nice. All right, cool. Um, I guess we should be like, okay, what are, what are we looking forward to in the coming weeks? And um, the what, next podcast. And what Ooh. and what have we? I would say, what what's like your key takeaway from like so far into like quarantine? We can adapt to anything. And what are you also looking for? Or yeah, I'm looking are you forward for to you're... recording the next podcast yeah. and talking again it's nice to actually have a conversation with you guys <laughs> i feel like we haven't chatted for a long time yeah yeah it's been like a month or whatever it has been um yeah i think yeah similar yeah looking forward to um like making it more regular and more like normal to catch up with people have video calls and then um what I'm, what's my takeaway oh uh i don't know i think yeah, I don't have a good answer for Chinese that. I was Indian. already working with me. Hmm? Chinese Indian? Huh? Oh, main takeaway. That's good. Pizza. Domino's. Domino's. Yeah, no, Domino's. do not buy Domino's. It's <laughs> <laughs> hot shit coming out of every orifice. Or pizza yeah. from any what other What about you, John? <laughs> for me, um, yeah, I see my key takeaway from all this is, you know, um, yeah, honestly, pare everything down. To be honest, and like we can we can live simply, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And honestly, like I'm right now, like I'm just really grateful for a, a lot of like the simple things. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's oh, I'm gonna, crazy I, I, how I, many things make be, us happy. Yeah, without having to step outside. Yeah. I have a I have a last minute observation or or parting thought to uh, depress Shoot. people with. Um, so, uh, you know, a lot of us have or had a job that is a a result of like companies existing that maybe weren't 
part of this thing that you just said, which is keeping things simple. What are all the stuff we don't need? Like there's a lot, like the economy is bustling because people are buying stuff they don't need or using services that they don't need. So there's a bit of like a conflict, a moral conflict going forward, which is like, well, we're going to need jobs. We're going to need work. And not all of like, we're going to end up inventing things that we don't need for people to spend their money on so that they can be employed. Like the machine's got to start again. And that's, that's the difficult reality about economies and um, people having work and things. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, like, I've, I've always been grateful for, like, you know, people within the service industry, too. But for myself, it's just like, you know, like, we have the privilege to work from home, but they don't. So, like, I, it definitely yep. like, unveiled that to me as well, too. Like, how much more I appreciate them. You know, like, it's not just a delivery dude. It's not just, like, a, like a cook, you know. Like, I've been in the service industry for a while, like, prior to everything. And so, like, it just definitely, like, re-solidifies that fact. That they're just, like, really dope humans, you know. Yeah, man. Um, and then I guess like, yeah, am I, what, what am I looking forward to? Um, yeah, just honestly getting back outside, like getting back outdoors and just being like, hey, I want to do something. I can just fucking do it. Yeah. Oh, I just remember. Yeah, I don't even want to really think looking... about that right now because it feels like that's such a long way away. Yeah. I'm really looking to, like, forward to definitely... happy hours. Happy oh, hours. happy hours. <laughs> I can't wait till we can go out to town again and like meet up for dinner. Oh fuck! Yeah, yeah man. <laughs> we can't even have yeah. dinner together right now. You know what yeah. I'm looking forward to is when we all get this supposed blood test that tests for the antibodies, right. and we can all oh, figure really? out who's already had it, and they're gonna let everyone who's already had it out. <laughs> wait, send me that link. Post that link when you post this I because like I want to. I want to read about that. Is create like yeah. tears in our society though. Like very easily yeah. going to create tears in our society. Oh, they're doing it in China already. You oh, have to Jesus. be. You have to have been. You have to have proved that you have been. Not so in Wuhan, they'll only let you into certain markets if you're proven to have tested negative for the virus. Okay. And if you had it, you have to go through three tests, negative tests, over a two-week period, and then you get, you get given like a, a QR code. That you have yep. to scan at the entrance to every mall to prove that you're all the, you know, non-infected people. Wait, hold on, are they like tattooed on them? No, okay. no, it's on their phone. <laughs> oh, I mean, on their phone. Yeah, that's yeah. that's. Can you they've imagine, literally like, been like, if you're not infected, I was expecting a, a wristband or something, you know, like a yeah, hospital type wristband. That's what they did in Contagion. Yeah. My, my you get your is, vaccine. You my to, thing like, is it. like, then that, you know, wristband or phone or whatever apparatus they they choose to use as their medium. That becomes a hot commodity for somebody who has the virus and just is having cabin fever. Yes. Oh, for sure. How right? are you going to stop people making counterfeit? Fuck. See, and that just adds a different like uh, aspect and element to this. I don't think they're going to do that in Canada. We have too much personal freedom in our country to be able to get away with shutting people down. It's they're true. just going to basically yeah. go, look, we're not seeing the capacity of people coming in infected and dying that we used to. So mm. let's reduce the restrictions things will peak up a little bit again and then they'll reduce the restrict they'll increase the restrictions right. again maybe a little bit and it'll go yep. up and down like that until finally they're like okay the economy's fucked for long enough now <laughs> yep. let's just see what happens when we let it back out there yeah yeah someone nice. somewhere is making so much fucking money from this and i want to know who it is 
uh, Zoom. Oh, yeah, yeah, like the Zoom, Zoom people, Amazon, Durex, one hundred percent, Netflix, as if it didn't need to Amazon. make any more money. <laughs> You know, there's those a, guys are filthy. There's an article rich. that came out that I think said um, that their usage has increased by ninety five percent or something crazy in that's India. Insane. In India, because in it's India. completely locked down, right? Oh my god, that's hilarious! Yeah. <laughs> right, well, on that bombshell, speak again. There you go. In a week. Good night. Pornhub and big hugs. There you go. Excellent. Yeah. All right. All right, <laughs> Marcos. Stay safe. And have fun. Bye bye. All right. right. See you guys soon.